I don't actually like tea in any form. Do you want me to leave? Fuck the podcast. <laughs> I'm off to be a groupie. For a chap up <laughs> session. <laughs> a lucrative area, I'm sure. So that's that's where we're laying down this podcast. It's starting <laughs> off with an uncomfortable fight between us. People... We're actually lastingly mad at each other. <laughs> Our listeners are like, Mom and Dad are fighting. <laughs> we don't like it. Real sad. <laughs> just say the word witches again and it'll be good. <laughs> yes, any fight we have, one of us will eventually go, witch <laughs> <laughs> then all is well. And then we'll giggle. On. And then, dee, you asshole. <laughs> so garlic bread is tiring to eat. <laughs> yeah. That's the only way I can, you know, it must be tiring to eat because I'm so fucking sleepy right now. Nothing quite compares to biting down a nice, oily, buttery garlic bread. It's like if there was a flavour that could be taken away from your palate forever, I would be okay with everything other than garlic leaving. Oh. You know, it's it's a rough one, isn't it? But it, garlic has to stay. What flavour would you lose? Anything other than, other garlic. than garlic. Yeah, what flavour would I lose? You know, I'm not a big, not a big chocolate person. I'd get chocolate out. I would rather have garlic than chocolate. But what about food that has like chocolatey tones? I would lose it to keep garlic in my life. <laughs> This genie or something that's coming to curse me, or some sort of like dark spirit that has been cast upon me by some dark wizard from Africa. <laughs> oh wait, shit! Is that a segue? I smell seamless, seamless, <laughs> seamless transition to my topic on this podcast, which is everything is awful forever. Which is what is it, Philippa? You didn't do it last time, so do it. Gonna waste so long. I've kind of forgotten what it is. I know. <laughs> I thought that everything was awful forever was pretty much just my life, but now it turns out it's a podcast as well. Because that means it's everyone's lives now. Welcome to Everything's Awful Forever. I wish I'd never left Africa. <laughs> I guess I'm Philippa Evans. And I'm your voodoo mamba, Jessica Byrne. So what is a mamba? Is it a snake? Is it a mother? What? You're going to have to tell me. <laughs> oh, I think I might eventually when I get around to it. In my notes in the correct order. Jesus Christ. Philippa, stop jumping ahead, you stupid. <laughs> you absolute white person. So we're the, both the whitest people in the whole world. And voodoo is mostly, it's a black religion, in fact. So it's a real, real actual religion. And so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and we are speaking with vague degrees of authority <laughs> oh, on a culture that is not ours. Indeed. So there you go. That's what that is. I totally read tarot and it's kind of cringy. It's like, kind of cringy. Yeah, you actually read tarot, though, <laughs> which <laughs> yes. is kind of cool. But I feel not in a voodoo way. <laughs> no, and I do run around the forest naked, covered in woad, shrieking. So. I don't disbelieve you. <laughs> That's just, when I say I'm going for a dog jog, that's actually what I'm doing. I paint myself blue, head to toe to tip, toe to tip and woad, run around in the woods. It worries me how easy it is for me to imagine this. <laughs> I'm glad that I've cultivated that sort of persona that you like. Yeah, no, okay, yeah, yeah, I can see yeah that. you'd look good in blue. So this week I'm going to be talking about voodoo Ooh. with the power of voodoo, and I'm not going to sing that song because I don't know the song. It's the um oh fuck, what's that film where David Bowie's the King of Goblins? Oh, labyrinth. Yeah, that's labyrinth. <laughs> yeah. When. 
When I think voodoo, I think of that cheer, like, let me tell you about the man. What man? With the power of voodoo? Yeah. Voodoo, you do, you do what? Like, uh... Yeah, so it was that. <laughs> so we have a very good platform on which to spring into the world of voodoo. Exactly. Is what you're saying. And right now I'm going to probably maybe embarrass you or something, but I want you to tell me what voodoo means to you. What do you think about voodoo? Tell me everything you know about it right now. Go. You, it's straight, straight away. This is your episode right. now. <laughs> turn, how the turntables. It's now you. So I know there's a difference between voodoo and hoodoo. Indeed. And one of them is black magic and one of them is white magic. Mm. Or one of them is harmful and one of them is good, Interesting. I guess, is what I mean. Okay. I can't remember which is which. And what does it entail? <laughs> is it doing magic through, like connections so like with people's hair or body parts or like making things that resemble things to achieve things she said vaguely that's very interesting but it's not right is no, it no it's not right it's at not all. even close is it no not at all <laughs> which is why i loved reading into this because i was just like oh every single thing <laughs> because when like pop culture has just represented voodoo mostly in hoodoo and it's just like this black magic we're using skulls and dolls and poppets and mm. just like stick needles into it and like just dark sorcery and terrible weird other oh, stuff that there's weird dark people do and it's not christian and we hate it <laughs> and that's kind of that sort of like misunderstanding has prevailed even today i was trying to think about the last thing about voodoo that i could think of in pop culture and i think it was the princess and the frog oh i guess i was thinking of american horror story season three right and a little bit of the crucible mm. because Tituba is accused of but it's like such a weird mishmash of christianity and white ideas of magic and whatever they learned from the slaves on the plantations. <laughs> well, that's actually probably more accurate than the rest of stuff. Oh. Nice. Mm -hmm. Let's go. So voodoo itself is actually a religion. And it's sort of no more crazy than Mormonism in its origins. Because like, I, I actually probably think that it's less crazy than Mormonism. <laughs> it started off as a cult by a man reading out of hats. <laughs> I never really want to chastise anybody for their beliefs, because your beliefs are very personal to you. Except for Mormonism, because it's fucking stupid. <laughs> and they believe that they could turn Native Americans white through oh. their beliefs. Oh! Yeah, Mormonism. I want to do a whole episode of Mormonism, because <laughs> it's wild. It really is more wild than we even thought. <laughs> Oh my god, okay, let me tell you this briefly. So, like, he's basically, he was a poor farmer that wanted to write a novel, and it was called The Book of Mormon, and it was a whole thing about, like, the golden plates that you weren't allowed to look on, and if you looked yes. upon them, your brain would explode. But he wrote it, and it was just, like, a nonsense kind of, like, novel. And he was, like, bringing people in to, like, believe it. He was kind of, like, duping this idiot. His wife is like, mm-hmm, <laughs> right, yeah, don't believe you at all. And he's like, no, it's true, blah, blah, blah. So she stole the manuscript and was like, okay, if this is true and you've actually like been given like this from an angel, then you'd be able to recreate it all perfectly because you could just go into the woods and do it again. And he was like, yes, except the angel had come down to me and said, that one, that one, <laughs> first draft, here's the second draft, here's the real stuff. And that became the Book of Mormon that we know today that was actually more in line with a religious 
stuff. So mm. the first one he ever did was just kind of like a fun novel that was nonsense. And the second one, he kind of made it more a religious sect and people believed it and then it became a cult. I don't know how much of that you're keeping in because I am attacking the I, I do feel like keeping a lot of it because I am very addicted to um, the reddits, mm. the subreddits about escaping the Mormon community. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, it's wild because it's literally a cult. Anyway, so voodoo <laughs> that we think is dark and horrible and terrible isn't like that at all it's it's a real religion and it's a lot more like druidism or paganism mm. than we actually previously may have thought but the practice is deeply personal and it's more about healing magic sort of and with lots of like folk tales and dance but there's also a fuckload of sacrifices and blood and cool I ass love awesome it. shit yeah it's amazing <laughs> so let's get into voodoo is there one god for voodoo or many? Like, I remember like a name like Papa Legba or something Papa like that. Papa Legba is actually the gatekeeper of the other world. He's a bit oh. like... Um, Anubis? Hermes? Peter. St. Peter? <laughs> oh, oh, St. Peter at the Gates. The Gates, yeah. He's, <laughs> like, he's which which mythology are we going for here, Jess? <laughs> Any of it. It's all <laughs> nonsense. So. so voodoo is an ancient religion and belief system, and it traces its origins to West Africa. So basically, as there was no formal text for the whole thing of voodoo, it's an oral tradition, and uh, it's been very different. So voodoo, the like actual stuff that we know, comes from Haiti. But before then, mm -hmm. it had like a sort of origin sisterhood with other tribes in Africa, in West yes. Africa. So these West African tribes, they all shared a kind of common core belief in all of their different sort of voodooistic ways that differentiate between tribes. So but kind of like Christianity originated in... In... Repacted. <laughs> We must not know the truth. It originated in Missouri, and Joseph Smith was right the whole time. Christianity originated in Greenland. <laughs> but, like, Christianity originated in the Middle East, and then it moved to Rome, and then it moved to... To be, like, to... refined, quote-unquote, yeah. to what we know it as now. Yes. Yeah, pretty much like that. All these different tribes shared the core common beliefs that was of worship of spirits of family ancestors, singing, rituals, drumming, dancing, and communicating with spirits via possession. So Haitian voodoo is an amalgamation of all these different kinds of voodoo practices from West Africa. Now, why is a West African religion being popularized in the South American island of Hispaniola, you may ask? Well, it's because of the slave trade, of course. I was going to say, yes. is it because they read their blog? No, no, slave. slavery. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have a podcast. They didn't have a podcast. Just no. slaves. Just slaves. So yeah, mm. like mostly, mostly around Haiti, it was like the French colonials, the slave trade, take all the people there, so. Does voodoo, does it mean anything, the word? Am I jumping ahead? Kind of, like, it means like the spirit sort of thing. Like it did originally in, in Africa, but they took the name and it, there's like different spellings of it as well. So mm. it's basically been like a bastardization of it. I wondered a little because I know you're going to cover hoodoo at another stage. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I wondered if there was a difference in the terminology. I mean, I will cover that, but mostly it was because two people couldn't agree on how to do it. And so oh. one was like, I'm going to make my own, and it's called hoodoo, and 
Fuck you. Yeah, I'm gonna make my energy gonna be called Shmoodoo. Shmoodoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Haiti was a popular plantation of French colonialists who took the people from Africa, forced them to be Catholic, and then said, there you go, go work yourselves to death now, please. Thanks, Katie, thanks, bye. Okay, thanks, bye. Actually, a law was even passed in 1685 to ban all African religion, and you must be converted to Catholicism within eight days of landing. Landing. On Haiti. So you must be Catholic. After just over a week, there we go, you are acclimatized now, (laughs) off you go. Civilized, please work until you die. I mean, it only takes three seconds to put a shirt on someone. (laughs) (laughs) The hat, even less time, just go plop. There you go, civilized. His this name is my is new idea of civilization, by the way. Oh, now. yeah? Yeah? Did you put clothes on them? Great. Did they have a name? Great. Great. Can you pronounce it? Perfect. Off you go. Off you pop. Off you pop. There you go. Every single person is called John. Every man is John. Every woman is Mildred. It's all solved. <laughs> so, all these slaves created a new religion by combining all the elements of their former beliefs into one. But also, this was illegal, so they needed to disguise it by kind of bringing in some elements of Christianity in it as well, so that they could still worship. But, you know, secretly, they're like, oh yeah, totally, God, yeah, yep, love that guy, but secretly it's not. <laughs> That's like a reverse of what the Catholic Church did to the pagans, mm-hmm. where they were like, yeah, Easters. <laughs> no, we're still totally worshipping your pagan gods. Except we're yeah, not. So it's, 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 it's a sneaky little reversey doodle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a bait and switch kind of thing. Like, <laughs> totally, yeah. Uh, uh, Je- Jebus. Yeah, love that guy. <laughs> Plausible deniability. <laughs> so, yeah, if they were caught practicing anything other than Christianity, they would be punished. Basically tortured until they were killed for their weirdo non-christian ways so catholicism is an actually like when i think about catholicism it's a really weird ritualistic Mm -hmm. strange religion too so it kind of fit into like the ritualistic methods of voodoo kind of easily yeah like you're drinking the blood of christ and everyone's wearing these weird outfits and and people are chanting and you have to chant back too and it all kind of (laughs) cannibalism and everyone was like eating the body of christ Mm-hmm. It, fit, it fit really, really well. So easy. What's all the smoke for? What are you hiding? Why, why are we chanting this? It's all in Latin. I don't understand it. So yeah, it could easily slide into the voodoo tradition. Um, nowadays, many people in Haiti have transitioned fully to Catholicism, but most of the lower and peasant classes still practice voodoo to this day, which actually make up the bulk of Haiti. Hmm. So officially, the religion is Catholicism, but it's not. Most people are still voodooists. And today, the total number of voodoo followers is 60 million. Hmm. And I want to put that into perspective for you that the total world population of Jewish followers is 14 million. Right? It's almost like that we don't pay attention to it in Western society all and kind of ignore it. Are almost. We... <laughs> oh, yeah, not quite, though. <laughs> so how does one voodoo? How do? How do? <laughs> so is sorcery involved? Yes, it is. By sorcery, you just mean magic. Yeah. Like casting spells and using objects. Yes, I do. And it is a big part of it, but not in the way that we kind of think that it would be. So not stabbing little puppets. No, that's entirely hoodoo, in fact. It's not in voodoo (gasps) at all. 
Right. <laughs> okay, so is Hoodoo the creepy nasty one? Hoodoo's the creepy nasty one. And also, like, I think it may have leaked into a little bit of voodoo that came from Narlands, but not from, like, actual voodoo, which is from Haiti at all. Mm-hmm. That's just nothing. Like, you know, Americans ruining everything. <laughs> anyway, so the main practice of the religion usually involves ceremonies that take place outside to contact the spirits or lower that so these spirits are deities that embody the functions of the world similar to like the greek gods so mm-hmm. there'll be certain spirits that govern like the rivers and then there'll be like a forest spirit then there'll be like a specific forest spirit or there'll be like a specific tree spirit so on so forth or concepts like love yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah concepts too so it's very similar to that like there would just be a spirit lower for everything it's a monotheistic religion though huh so there'll be one god okay so what did i say is that right oh. That's right. I just, in my brain, it felt weird, like lots of gods, but monotheistic. Yeah, so like, but spirits, this, spirits uh, yeah. aren't gods. They're kind of just like envoys that kind of take th- care mm. of things under the rule of the one god. Uh, okay. Yep. So the supreme chief of all the lower, and his name is Bandu, meaning the good god. Mm-hmm. But because of Creole, it was kind of bastardized to Bondi. And so he's more likely known as Bondi than Bondu. By the way, I can't French at all. So I'll be like, Bondi! It's because you're English. <laughs> yes, that's right. So I actually visited the Dominican Republic, which is like Haiti is there and Dominican Republic is next to it in Hispaniola, which is like the whole island. And Creole is crazy. It's just a very interesting language. Hmm. And my mum knows French and like we were trying to speak to some people and like the English was really not there. So then she tried to switch into French. And so they, they, then they had like a good time. But mum was like, that was, that was crazy. You can't talk to the main god Bondi. So it isn't like Christianity where you could pray to God directly. He's not going to listen to you. He's got more important things to do, you know? What you need to do is go through their envoys, the lower. So much of voodoo is about creating a personal relationship with your preferred lower to mm. ask them for things. I like that. That's good, isn't it? Kind of like yeah. a councilman. Or... Mm, yeah, like you got your personal person thing Hmm. they'll they'll go and ask them so mostly you're asking them for guidance and advice but the majority of time you're asking your lower for good health and nice things Mm -hmm. not to be a slave no please i don't like it it's hard and it's bad and it's rubbish dislike it so there are priests in this religion too the male version is called a huangan and the priestess is called a mambo Ah, uh, I see. So you're a voodoo mambo, you're the priestess, or you're a voodoo huangan, which is the male one. I like how you say that with such confidence. <laughs> yes, I know, I told you, I'm not doing question marks at the end anymore. That's how it said, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Your voice said yes, your eyes pled for help. Oh, they're going to kill me. <laughs> I want to pray to my lord for good pronunciations. We'll never have it. No. <laughs> okay, so that all sounds pretty good. It that sounds kind seems, of... Yeah. Yeah, it sounds all kind of Christian, doesn't it? You know, you've got like your priests and your priestesses. Like your personal saints. Yeah, exactly. This is then where it starts to get <laughs> bitching. So when do we eat the people? <laughs> So you see, it's kind of not like Christianity where you can kneel down and go, Jesus, Jesus, please repair my PS4 because I don't have enough money to do it and it keeps crashing and that's how I get my main entertainment system because I also watch Netflix on it and I really, really need it to not be broken. Please, Jesus. This is oddly specific, Jess. (laughs) (laughs) Laugh, cry, laugh, cry. In voodoo, 
first you have to sacrifice a fucking animal and then drink its blood and then a spirit possesses your body (laughs) but it was the metal (laughs) it was fucking awesome so (laughs) you do first of all a sacrifice is needed for you to be able to communicate with your loa so your hungan or mambo can lead you through this ritual and normally they would try and contact the spirit on your behalf to try and Uh, lead it into you but they wouldn't take it into their bodies does it matter what animal you sacrifice that could it be a spider Mm. or are insects like eh meh I guess it needs to bleed it needs to be like a big animal half of twitter right now is like spiders are arachnids spiders how could you (laughs) spiders bleed (laughs) yeah so you would select your animal because what you what you were kind of doing is like feeding the spirit because the spirit Mm -hmm. the lower would get tired and so I'll get to it hang on so uh, yeah you get your animal and what you do or what your hungan mambo would do is create a kind of like leaf and sugar paste and then feed it to the animal because mm. if the animal partook of this paste and ate then the spirit the lower is ready to possess you if the animal did not eat of this paste do not sacrifice it the lower is rejecting it and get the fuck out because you don't want to piss them off i feel like animals would have like taken a clue from this and evolved not to eat sugar yeah, paste like this special breed of chicken that doesn't eat this leaf paste at all it knows better <laughs> So then once the animal has eaten up the paste, there's usually like goats or pigs or chickens, you would slaughter the animal usually by slitting its throat. So then you would take the blood and mix it in a pot or chalice with syrup and rum. Mm. Once then um, you would mix it up, you would drink it. So like sip a little bit, you don't have to drink all of it. Or you'd paint it on your forehead and a cross. Any reason why a cross? Is that just absorbing the Catholic side of things? I'm not sure. I couldn't really say why. like most of the things that I was reading were just kind of observations so I didn't really get into why there might be a reason it might be because of like the Christianity absorption so once you've done all that then you are known as the horse and the lower that possesses you is known as the rider so pretty metal pretty fucking metal so it it happens like I said because the lower becomes tired worn down and they rely on humans to feed them in these rituals so it isn't actually the killing of the animal that matters but it's the transferring of the energy of the animal to the lower Mm -hmm. through you so once you are possessed by the lower that is when you can communicate with them so you've drunk your thing then the lower possesses you and that's when like drumming and dancing is involved it's said that the lower sometimes communicate prophecies and advice or warnings to those who are being ridden and other messages are sent through the hungan and mambo or sometimes in dreams. But mostly it's through this like ritualized mm. when you're being possessed. While you're being ridden, you are also immune to pain. And some people have observed these huge rituals where they're dancing around and they're like cutting themselves or people are cutting them and they don't wince at all because, I don't know, just like the fervent belief of being mm. taken by this spirit has overridden everything else and they just don't feel pain anymore. And they can go on for hours and hours too sometimes. Maybe kind of like the Greek... Bacchiomanads, like when you get into that ecstatic, sh- ecstatic state, mm-hmm. you don't really feel pain. Or... Yeah, yeah. You're so worked up that it just kind of doesn't register with you anymore. Could we somehow manage to do that for our office jobs? I would like, <laughs> like that. that. <laughs> yeah, like when we were talking about going jogging earlier, I would like to work myself <laughs> up into such a frenzy that I don't feel pain anymore. <laughs> kind of like a, I don't know, like a red wrist sort of barbarian rage that I could just be like, <laughs> Running. And then you'll come back and be like, I ran 10Ks. Hashtag first. Jess, you've been gone for three days. Yeah. I burned all the calories. Never been so fit. I ran around Britain thrice. 
Hashtag body positivity excellent. Okay, so the lower you can get in can also depend because sometimes they're your ancestral spirits or named lower that govern certain things in the world, much like the Greek gods, as I said. It can also really depend because not all of them are nice. Some of them are wise and good, but others are capricious and cruel and evil spirits and tricksters. So you're not choosing which one you get. You can try and ask your Hangan or Mambo to get the one you want like <laughs> can i have greg uh i'll take lucy i'll get a bit of lucy maybe and then like but fucking, no guarantees and then mildred turns up and you're like oh, fuck <laughs> mildred. all right come on mildred let's go and then you dance for three hours so <laughs> back next week <laughs> the most notable lower include papa legba mm-hmm. who is the guardian of the crossroads or kind of like the gatekeeper and this is where a lot of the um catholic overlap lays because some of the um saints have a lot of overlap with the specific name lower um there is um frida the spirit of love Sinbi, the spirit of rain and magicians i like that why rain <laughs> and magicians don't know it just like works it. well yeah uh Zaka, the spirit of agriculture and the marasa divine twins considered to be the first children of bondi cool <laughs> not bad good they all sound awesome. Voodoo's moral code also focuses on the vices of dishonor and greed. And generosity and giving to the community and the poor is also a really big important value for Voodoo. So, for instance, uh, after the terrible earthquake that was a few years ago, many of the Hunger and Mambo did everything they could to summer healing lower for everybody else. And one's blessings come through the community. So a lot of it, it does involve communicating with your old ancestors to kind of like take their wisdom and spread love and generosity throughout your community that you're living so mm-hmm. more love and community less please cut a bitch yes exactly however mm-hmm. there is a darker side mm. the please cut a bitch side <laughs> does indeed exist that best side so the mambas and the hoongans study this because if you study it then you'll know how to avoid it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm right. sure. I'm just... I I only smoked that weed so I could could know how to catch it in other people and, and not and not and then avoid it after that forever. You so know. If I sniff it in future, I'll know what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really totally settling defense against the dark arts. So <laughs> I want to be an aura. <laughs> what's that tattoo on your arm it's nothing it's just cool i just studied it so that i know when i see another death eater i'll be like death eater man look at him look at him i saw them i saw them at the you know voldemort rally but i'm a spy that's what's going on (laughs) i'll never know So the dark side, this dark magic, hexes and sorcery is called Mm. bow. 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 And let me tell you about bow. B-O. Bow. B-O. Cool. Bow. Although bow... Not very intimidating sounding. Bow. (laughs) Little bow. Little bit of bow. Smith wants a bow. (laughs) (laughs) So when you go to your hunger and a mambo, you're like, please, my leg hurts. I need a spirit of healing. You can never quite be sure if they aren't also practiced in bow. And these dark witches and wizards, well... The male version is called a bokor, and the female version is called a kaplata. So you never know if you're going to your hunga and are they a bokor, your mambo, are they a kaplata? Fuck knows. I have been reading an interesting book. Tell me. Called The Spell of the Sensual, Mm. and I've completely forgotten who wrote it. (laughs) But he was studying this mysterious person whose name I can't recall. (laughs) Do you remember any part of this story? (laughs) It was a story and I can't remember it, but I just thought I'd interrupt you. Yeah, great, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> he 
was studying the link between magic and the land, I think. Mm -hmm. So, like, he um, was working as, like, a stage magician, and they liked his magic, and he stayed with real shamans, learned their ways, less as an anthropologist, but as a stage magician. Mm -hmm. This is what I remember, because I was like, cool. That is good. Is this a fiction? No, 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 real thing. Yay! Real man. (laughs) I read this fiction book called (laughs) Harry Potter. It was really good. (laughs) And he was saying that it's very beneficial for shamans and practitioners of magic to be thought a little bit evil Mm. like they always want that possibility to be there Mm -hmm. because it meant that that way only the people who really needed them would go to them for help yeah whereas everybody thought that they were just you know fucking gandalfs like just doing (laughs) nothing but like magic all the time they'd have to beat them away from their front door can you imagine if gandalf rocked up and you'd be like gandalf come on fix my fucking ps4 man just fix (laughs) it and my life just fix it it's it's broken real good i need it done whereas if you weren't sure if it was Gandalf or Saruman, yes. then maybe you'd be a little more cautious in asking oh, for yeah, your because bow. I'll get into it because the, uh, the other side of bow is horrifying. And so it's like, if you've got that kind of hanging over to you when you go to your home gun, you're like... <laughs> But I book her and am I going to die in the worst way possible? Exactly. So you yeah. don't want to be thought a fucking Glinda. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one that. You want to be the witch in the cottage where people are like, I think she's a good witch. Yeah. But I'm not really sure. I love that you, you got there. It's also the 80s and you got your other child mates and you're like going up to the witch's house because your ball went <laughs> over the gate and you're like, oh my God, please can I have a ball pack and don't hex me. And you're exactly. like, maybe I will though. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, these two, the Bokor and the Kaplata, are said to serve the lower with both hands, which means like the good side on one hand, the dark yeah. side on the other. So they don't consider themselves evil, but they do also steal your souls and eat people. <laughs> it's not evil. <laughs> it's just, I mean, what are you doing with your soul anyway? You know, sometimes I'm just a little bit grumpy. Yeah, you're just laying around doing nothing. I, I need it. You don't need it's it. Just soul. Yeah. So with their black magic, they can create zombies, curse you with diseases, and steal the souls and lower. So according to Voodoo, the soul consists of two aspects. Uh, French. I'm about to. I'm going to do it in my northern accent. I'm not even going to try. Northern French. The gross bonange, which is a big good angel, and the tea bonange, which is the little good angel. So the gross bonange is the part of the soul that is kind of responsible for your, like, day-to-day life, and just, like, bodily functions and biology. It's like flow of blood, breathing, blinking. That's your gross bonange. Your pooping angel. Your pooping engine is basically the gross bonange. That's why it's called the gross bonange, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (sighs) I'm taking it out. (laughs) (laughs) I can't have that silly my reputation. My mother listened to this. That's where you draw the line. (laughs) (laughs) The tea banange is the source of your personality and character and willpower. So like kind of like as we know the soul in a way. So as the gross banange provides each person with the power to act, it's the tea banange that molds the individual sentiment within each act. So this may be considered the soul within Western idea, and the soul can be corrupted and in some cases even stolen, meaning you can exist as a person without your T-Banage. As a person capable of this is the Bokor or the Kaplata. They're a sorcerer or a magician who casts spells on request, so you can actually hire a Bokor. Mmm, oh. that person stole my pig. Take the soul. <laughs> 
fucking take just it. Just take it away. Stop them from pooping. Oh, wait, that's the other one. That's the other one, yeah. Oh, imagine if you did the act, like the other that one. That would be what the meanest one. Constipation. Jeez. Oh, is what would happen. <laughs> so they are not necessarily the priests like the Mambo and the Hoongan are, but they are practitioners of dark things because, like, they wouldn't like help you sometimes they wouldn't help you like summon lower to mm-hmm. help you they would just be going around fucking up shit because <laughs> you're a dark wizard <laughs> yeah i know i would be a fucking cup ladder <laughs> anyway uh for instance you might go to your hungan and don't know that they're really a boko and then have you twisted for nefarious means whilst they summon a lower into you so they're sneaky they don't put like kaplata on the sign outside the door some do because some people like you want to go to your kaplata because you want to kill someone but it's a bit more like underground because you know mm. that's not legal <laughs> <laughs> Some dark magic that the Kaplata and the Bokos do involve things like digging into graves and taking the dirt from that grave to destroy your enemies. So, for instance, this has some kind of groundings in science. Like, you would take corpsey dirt that has loads of disease, and so you can put a disease on somebody because you've taken corpse dirt. <laughs> but the science checks out. The main practice that they're known for is zombies. And zombies are actually a big thing in Haiti, so much so that it's actually in their penal code that you are not allowed to turn someone into a zombie. <laughs> Similar to murder, basically. And it's there and it exists and yeah. Just kinda of crazy. <laughs> crazy I mean in a way that's like, that's amazing. Not crazy do... and you know. Why are we allowed to have zombies and they're not? Why are we fucking zombies? It's called working a service job and I can speak to it. <laughs> and it's very allowed. <laughs> <laughs> So the zombie thing. So you had your soul stolen. What they can do with it is they can take it for themselves to become more powerful. Or they can like put it in talismans that can like put hexes on people and curses. Mm. Or just basically like steal it and like keep them in jars and things. So kind of like Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you <laughs> kill the dragon or like, you know when you can get like that bow and arrow that like takes someone's soul and then it's in that like, you little them glass in the gems, thing. Yeah, and, and then, then you can charge your weapons with it. Yeah, pretty much like that. Yeah. So it's exactly Skyrim, basically. Voodoo is Skyrim. You heard it here first. <laughs> So they obviously want to get your T-Bonage because it's very good. What they could also do as well is zombify you by making you drink their deadening brew. Ooh. Deadening brew. When we start our pub, witchcraft beers. Oh yeah, the witchcraft. Can mm-hmm. we please have deadening brew yeah, I as well? I can't remember what the other ones were. I know there were a lot of pun names, but deadening brew is definitely going to be one mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. So the deadening brew would make this brew which contained a lot of poison extracts from pufferfish, which is called a uh, tetrodotoxin, I guess, maybe. It's probably not that, but Did it they is catch the pufferfish? I guess so. I guess I don't really know where pufferfish live. They live in the sea, <laughs> you idiot. In water? Hispaniola's an island <laughs> covered in it. I'm like, <laughs> never seen a pufferfish. I know, but I don't know how you'd catch one, because you catch one and then it goes big and then floats away because it's like a balloon maybe (laughs) we know so very much jess i know so many things about science we're fucking historians (laughs) not fucking fishorians (laughs) for sure pescat files pescatorians (laughs) 
We're not historians. None of those things. We're just We're... idiots. So one of the main components of this it was the pufferfish toxin, but they would also include in their deadening brew things like crushed up spiders, lizards mm. and toads, even human bones. So they've all got like neurotoxins in them so that when you give it to someone to have them drink or like even put it as a powder to like attack someone with it, they would appear as though they were dead and so they would suffer a deep deep paralysis and so presumed dead then you would get buried later on the book would return to the corpse and dig them up and then force them to do their bidding they have been zombified they are now in a state of zombification they don't have any willpower anymore they are just basically yours they become your slave so is this real yeah or belief both so it's there's one, um, one of the most famous cases of zombification is Clavius Nastis. So this is one of the most famous cases because he was, like, actually declared dead at a hospital. Huh. This is, it's so interesting to me because this, the zombie thing is so quote-unquote real in Haiti that it must be some kind of cultural thing that, like, once this has happened to you, maybe that person just fervently believes so hard that it's happened that it kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy mm. in a way so like what's it called a nocebo effect because mm. placebo is where you believe good things are going to happen to you mm. and i thought nocebo would believe would be like believing that something wouldn't work and then it doesn't work yeah that made sense in my brain yeah, yeah. but apparently nocebo is where you believe harmful things will happen interesting and then they do it might be that because so like a nocebo. It's such a, a real thing. Because when we think of the zombies, it's like, how <laughs> that's silly. But like, no, it's it's in their penal code. Like today, it's they they really believe it. <laughs> so the neurotoxins would maybe like shut down the frontal lobes or something like that. Like some people think that they were also continually like given the deadening brew, so that they would be kind of like kept in a delirium. And because it's it like is a such trance. a cultural thing, that they would just be kept in this trance. So back to um Clavius Nessis. A man walked into a village in central Haiti and approached a peasant woman named Angelina Nassis and he identified himself as her brother. But if he'd not introduced himself using a childhood nickname and mentioned facts that only intimate family members would have known, she wouldn't have believed him. Because... 18 years earlier, Angelina had stood in a small cemetery north of her village and watched as her brother, Clavius, was buried. Mm. So his death had been recorded by doctors at the American-directed Schweitzer Hospital in Deschapelles. So that's probably really wrong. And on April the 30th, 1962, hospital records show that Narcisse walked into the hospital's emergency room spitting up blood and coughing and basically just dying. He'd been giving a deadening brew that he didn't know had... You know, we'd been attacked with it. One thing that I couldn't really figure out was like how they accidentally were given this horrible, disgusting spider bone potion that they didn't know about. This beer tastes real weird, Jeff. I mean, what's, what's this? <laughs> loads of legs in it. You got a leg in your teeth. Okay. <laughs> so the doctors couldn't diagnose his illness, and his symptoms grew worse and worse. Three days after he'd entered the hospital, he's died, and the attending physicians. This one I put in because an American was among them, and I just felt that was <gasps> an so American? fucking patronizing. Just like, <laughs> and a white man was there, so you know it's real. He did actual science. He did real science, not like Unga Bunga Caribbean science. Ooh. I was just like, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> this book. An actual American. Yeah, so like an American was there, and they all signed his death certificate. So it was like, 
you know, Dr. Real, this person is dead. A white man said it. And white man says things and it becomes true. So his body was placed in cold storage for 20 hours and then he was buried. So just normal burial stuff. He was exhumed and taken to a Haitian sugar plantation to be worked as a slave with other zombies. Hmm. And there he remained for 19 years along with other zombies of this plantation. Only with the death of the zombie master Bocor were they all able to escape. I like that you just said only the death of the zombie master. The zombie master! <laughs> this is just, every single part of this was the coolest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> And it got cooler and cooler as I read on. When you get to say the word zombie master and also this is history. Yes. <laughs> then you know you found your dream job. Fuck yes. If only we got paid for it. <laughs> Speaking of which, you can get to our Patreon so that we can tell you more about Bocors and not give you hexes, which we might do, because I've decided to become a mamba. I'm glad you found your calling. I think it was but, always in my bones. But you've decided to be a mamba, that's the good one. Hmm. But I well, really... I mean, I have to, like, for legal reasons, I have to say that I'm becoming a mambo, but really, you all know what I'm doing. <laughs> there was never any doubt in my mind. Now my woad-covered night shrieks will make sense. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So the zombie master, Bokor, had died, and so they were all free of his spell. Because around about that time, when he was discovered in 1980, two women also turned up in another village, saying that they were zombies that had escaped. And also, um, local peasants to claim to have found a small group of zombies wandering around in the fields. So they got these poor little zombies, collected them back, and he's like, it's okay, come on, let's go <laughs> back. <laughs> it's so hard to separate. Voodoo zombies from dead zombies. Yeah. But that's the whole point of them being called zombies because they're dead people that don't have souls anymore, you know? Reflecting on the fact that we have discussed people who wildly started dancing for months on end, feeling Mm -hmm. no pain and not really responding like people, this is not unbelievable. Yeah. But also at the same time, I can't believe I'm hearing this. I know. It's (laughs) wild, isn't it? I mean, this 1980 not that long ago. So, yeah, people think that the, um, especially the neurotoxin in the puffer fish puts you into the, like, deep paralysis. Mm. So it's just that people kind of didn't know that they weren't actually alive, even though the American was there. But, yeah, he was wrong. He was wrong, because he's an American. (laughs) So that's why it it checks out. Oops. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I mean, to be fair, you know, eight years ago, four years ago, we would have read an American was there. Ooh, now if post-Trumpian world an American was there Uh-oh. oh oh no did he like touch him up a little bit as well fuck did he dust oh shit so the tales of these zombifications and things like that is what really scared people about voodoo because they conflated the two Bo and voodoo they thought it was the same thing I guess because your Hongan could also be Bokor no one really knew what was going on but can't pa- really blame people if they were like yeah am I a mama am I a can I steal your soul and turn you into a zombie <laughs> who knows that shit gonna come back and bite you when people believe you <laughs> and they might actually come back and bite you because you're a zombie <laughs> so <laughs> I took it, I rolled with it, I had to, I'm sorry. I'm it's a good sorry. selling line. Yeah. Perhaps one of the worst things that scared people, us, well, people, I say, poor whiteies away from voodoo was the Haitian slave uprising in 1791. I 
this was so complicated and I think it deserves its own kind of episode, this uh, Haitian slave uprising. But the long and the short of it is like, like slaves of the French sugar plantations held a voodoo ceremony and uh, it was called the Boyce Cayman and they held the ceremony in 1791 and it took place on the eve of the slave rebellion. So people really thought that they had mm. like summoned the devil and then it possessed them all to go and like kill all the whites. So during the ceremony... It's like they needed a reason. I, yeah, I know. Because they were just happy and fine being slaves. You'd really need something to fill you with that. Yeah. Need to mm. rebel and mm. murder the oppressor. Yeah, yeah. Continue. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Do go on. Go on. <laughs> During the ceremony, the lower Ezil Dantour possessed a mambo and received a black pig as a sacrifice. Black pig, oh, scary, spooky. Oh. Presumably, Elise told her that they needed to revolt. Because, again, reason. This is just a suggestion. I mean, basically, because the slaves, black people just need to be told what to do all the time. So if you tell black people that, they're like, oh, we'll go revolt now, I guess. (laughs) (sighs) So everyone at that ceremony then pledged to fight for their freedom as well because of the lower and the slaves revolted and massacred every white man that they could find the history of this is pretty interesting and i don't really have time to do it justice now so it needs its own episode but the voodoo ritual is the thing that people suppose sparked it all off it was most likely because it was kind of like a ceremony that they could gather together and be like this is bullshit and also they Mm. outnumbered the white people at this point and um yeah, so ever since that, we thought that voodoo were like blood drinkers and sacrifices and dancing around with skulls and fucking like everything and it being devil worship mm. and and especially when it came to New Orleans and like voodoo got involved and that's when we were thinking about you know like the voodoo doll which isn't the voodoo doll at all. <laughs> Is um, it a voodoo doll? It's a. I guess. I mean. I don't know. You're going to have to tell us next, <laughs> yeah, next yeah. episode. I will. So that's really what it is. The whole actual voodoo is a religion that still stands today that, like I said, 60 million people follow. And it's all about spiritualism and connection, healing and community. <sighs> but it's fucking rad because you have to kill <laughs> pigs and stuff. Because I just think, like we were saying in the other episode, that we are scared of death and blood. Mm. And for them, it's just nothing. It's a part of life. And it is a part of like energy and healing. But it's funny how when white people do animal sacrifice mm-hmm. like the ancient Greeks yeah who sacrificed shit tons of animals yeah shit tons of animals we're not like we're like ah oh, the center of civilization <laughs> and when black people sacrifice animals it's like cannibals <laughs> and when black people are cannibals it's like savages yes yeah. but when we're eating mummies it's all fine and delicious that it's medicine <laughs> Yes. So that was voodoo. Voodoo. Very good, eh? I liked it. It was yeah. very exciting. I yeah. was not anticipating zombies. Yes. Yeah, that came, kind of came out of left field. Because I heard a little bit about that before, but like reading into it, it was it's very serious for them. And then also it got like all the books I was reading were getting into, but how the fuck do they fucking believe in this stuff? But then also kind of how does it actually seem to happen? <laughs> they're like, oh, they believe in the weird thing. Oh, but the weird the weird thing seems to occur. <laughs> so it's what? like their beliefs and things that happen in the real world yeah. coincide. That's not like religion at all. What? <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't want to be slaughtered by 
for your practitioners. No, I don't want my soul stolen and then turn into a zombie. Yeah, I already am a zombie. So I mean, I'm also ginger, so they could look for a soul, but I would rather find one. Fuck, you go to your cup latte, and she said like, "Tee little do you know," and ah, beans, there's nothing there, and they would just let you out. Jinx. So go on, tell me a nice thing. A nice thing. A nice thing. Oh my god. Sometimes. Okay. I've actually got a lot of nice things. Um, I went back and saw my family, but that was my nice thing before I left a million years ago. Yeah. So I'm not going to do that one. Mm. But yesterday, I had the best day. Topping and Co. books opened up in Leith, near Leith. Mm-hmm. And I went and I bought many books. Mm. And I had coffee and I bought mm. tiny pumpkins oh. to decorate my house with Yay. because I'm a white woman. And because it's Halloween. I and I went running and it was just a good day filled mm. with all the possible things that I could enjoy. And mm. I ate about half a jar of macadamia nut butter rounded off so that's nice that's a very wholesome day like nothing spectacular and oh my god happened but it was just a good day with friends and autumnal things and books i love autumn Mm -hmm. it's just such a wonderful time and people who shame people for liking autumn are wrong because it's objectively the best season it really is it's got halloween it's got halloween yeah but also red leaves and pumpkins and it's nice and cold and i love that cold brisk air when it's not cold Mm. but it's just like fresh and just Mm. the hashtag melancholy of the changing seasons (laughs) makes you reflect on the changes that you're bringing into your life it does make me sad because i do love the brightness and the greenery of summer and spring no i love the withering death of (laughs) of autumn I enjoy it when the tree outside my window loses all of its leaves and I just look at the skeletal form against the sky. And you're like, yes, good. Good, you mm. should die. I'm dead inside. <laughs> Nature should reflect my feelings. Mm. It's called the pathetic fallacy, bitch. <laughs> that ended on a happy note. And, and everything dies. And I liked it. And everything you love becomes nothing. 